I can't say there was a time where I forgot like what firm I was with. In an interview for an employment firm, I kept referring to the Employment Standards Act as the Employment Services Act. And when that interview ended, I was like, I don't think that's the name of the legislation. Uh, and I was like, that's not the name of the legislation. <laughs> Welcome to What's Law Got to Do With It, a lighthearted look at life in law school. I'm Professor Richard Haig. And I'm 3L Law student Felicity Rodan. Felicity. Richard. What's up today? Same old steel. <laughs> I, I phrased the question differently, maybe hoping for a slightly different answer. But you no. want a different answer? Do you want a more honest answer? Yeah, yeah. Let's go full honesty today. Okay. Um, right now, I have my big podcasting headphones on, and it's driving me crazy because, like a four-year-old, I have an ear infection. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> can you can you put your headphone on one ear and not the other? Well, maybe I should do that. Yeah, I was so convinced the other day. Oh, that sounds weird now. Um, <laughs> The other day I was like in a tiff because I was convinced I had just listened to a podcast episode about um, a, a woman who woke up and there was a spider in her ear and then this ear infection came on and I was like so convinced that it was a spider in my ear. But that's how it happened for you? Oh, yeah, no, it was. That's not what happened to me. But I was like in I was devastated. <laughs> like, I had no idea what to do. That's all very weird because you know as well that I have had vertigo for the last three weeks. Uh, so an inner ear problem on my end too. Uh, I don't Maybe know. Maybe it's a sympathy ear infection. <laughs> that's nice. I'll. Uh, that's nice actually. I, I'll let's <laughs> let's let's live with that. The co the co-host's ears are are in sync. <laughs> all right. Enough. I'm not even going to ask you. I because I, you rarely give that honest answer. That was good. I like. You know that's important. So we won't even need another question for you today. Uh, instead, I'm going to turn it over to you. Felicity, to, right. uh, to turn it over to our guest. Okay. Uh, we have a, a very special guest today, um, more special than our usual guest. <laughs> I'm just kidding. If you're a past guest, don't listen to that. Um, but I'm not kidding. If you are Alex, who we're going to let introduce himself a little bit here. Hi, everyone. My name is Alex. I'm a second year law student at, uh, at Osgoode yeah. Hall. And um, yeah, I'm really happy to be here and, and, uh, Got to listen to this podcast before I, I got to Osgood, so now I guess it's come full circle. <laughs> and Alex, have you had any exciting events in the last little while? Wait, that wait, you wait. Want to share with our listeners. Felicity, don't go, don't rush it. You forget. Oh, question I thought two. I was going to make it as part of the intro. Okay, oh, right. okay. Sorry, I, <laughs> I should just go away. Our ears are in sync, but our our thoughts are not. <laughs> uh, any exciting events? Um, yeah, I met with a few people at some law firms recently to talk about uh, career opportunities. So uh, I guess I guess they're called interviews. <laughs> that was that was a good answer. Good answer in between me and Richard. And uh, before we talk about that in any great detail, uh, very very important, highly uh, serious first question for you: Do you have a recommendation for a law-related movie or TV show or? other media a recommendation um my fa i mean my favorite law show is how to get away with murder uh i feel like it's a pretty standard answer uh other media i definitely would recommend i read a book uh a couple years ago last year 
called Charged by Emily Bazelon. I may have butchered her last name, but really fascinating about prosecutorial discretion in the United States. Really good. Ris- our, our incarceration rate has risen five times over since then. Our incarceration Why? What made numbers. the difference? Why, aren't we, why are we no longer Norway? Well, we had a rise in crime, and we had politicians, starting with Richard Nixon and lots of people since then, who scared a lot of voters into supporting much tougher sentencing laws. Then crime fell, but we kind of stuck with those sentencing laws. They are an artifact. And prosecutors, who are the main subject of my book, the kind of story of my book, they are, I would argue, the missing piece of the incarceration puzzle because they were able to amass a tremendous amount of power, partly just because there are more of them and also because of mandatory sentences. Oh, that's good. That's an, that's an, a book is new, and I'll have to find an audio uh, excerpt of the book maybe. And- yeah, you should find it. It was a pretty popular. It was really fascinating, really popular book. So you you should be able to get that audio book. Because we have, we've definitely had some excerpts from uh, the murder. What the murder? What the, I can't even remember the murder show's title <laughs> exactly. Get away with murder. How to get away with murder? We have definitely had some of that. Uh, that's good. Okay, so we can circle back now to your second part of your first question, Felicity, which is why Alex is here, right? You were recently involved in a process. Subjected to is maybe a better. (laughs) Can you tell us about that subjection? (laughs) Sure, sure. So it was the the standard second year recruit, although I guess this year it's uh, far from standard. Um, It took place over Zoom. So we had OCIs over Zoom, Zoom CIs, I guess you could call them. And you know what, honestly, I had a lot of fun with it, uh, which maybe isn't the normal word that people use to describe the process, but I I sort of took a more laid back approach uh, and used as a chance to just meet uh, new people to obviously talk about myself, talk about the law. Um, And, you know, it it was really exciting. Um, I thought the law firms did a really good job at sort of managing the online process and, and making you feel comfortable over Zoom. Obviously, I miss that that in-person interaction and I won't get the experience, I guess, of the convention center and the curtains and the booths and everything, but uh, I guess we, we forged our own path here with, uh, with Zoom. I'm impressed that they were able to make it, like, comfortable. That's good news. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was there was no awkward uh pauses or moments, at least in any of my interviews. I haven't heard from friends either about that. So I I guess maybe they did their practice rounds on Zoom as well. I guess everyone's so used to it at this point that uh, it's it's sort of becoming second nature. So let's uh just just some of the sort of basic details. How many of these did you have? I had uh twelve I had twelve. Twelve. 12. So twelve yeah. separate Zoom calls. Are they were they short, just like the old seventeen minute? Were they seventeen minute Zoom calls? Yeah. Yeah. So they were. They were still the. Everything was the same. It was just over Zoom. So seventeen minute Zoom calls. Uh, you know, pretty short speed dating interviews. I guess you could call them. And just to give our listeners a bit of background in in normal times, what what we're talking about here is, it's called on campus interviews, but it's not in fact on campus. Um, it's in a convention center or a library or something like that. And it is just as Alex described, literally like little booths made out of curtains and you go from one to the other and they're exactly 17 minutes. Uh, speed dating interviews is a great way 
and this is like the first round of interviews of the second year recruit so you would get the job for your second year summer and usually that turns into your articling job as well just for some high level background <laughs> very well captured so the uh i've got so many questions and i'm not even sure what order to do them in one of the things i'm thinking <laughs> of is so you've not done uh in-person interviews you only have had the these zoom ones alex yeah, so the, the infirm interviews uh, are the week of March uh, 2nd, so but we got like will, a little two-week break, uh, and then call day is on Monday when all the law firms, you know, send out their formal decisions about inviting you back or not. But will those be over Zoom as well? To my knowledge, yes, everything at this point is, is going to be over Zoom. Okay. So this is a bit of an abstract question for future because, but because, you know, this, these podcasts lasts, last forever, I think, <laughs> and people may be listening to this after pandemic times. Um, I just wonder, do you think that firms might actually start doing this more regularly by Zoom? They won't have to rent out a convention center. So that's a big cost savings. They, or, or do you think that personal touch is still so important that, um, I wonder nice. that. Um, I, I think, yeah, like the, the personal touch is, is so important, but the, I mean, the, the efficiency of the, of the zoom process was, was huge. I mean, I could in between, you know, if I had a break, uh, I could change out of my suit and eat lunch and not worry about putting my tie and coffee or, <laughs> uh, you know, I could, not be in a room full of however many, a hundred other law students stressing about interviews. So I think the efficiency side of things was, was huge. And I wonder if, obviously I would imagine that infirms will go back to being infirms, but I could see the Zoom process staying post pandemic when, whenever that is. Yeah, I've I think all... the thing is it would have to be like a global decision. The thing with the infirms is every firm could decide what they want to do. And I honestly think that one might be the one that would be nicer to stay on Zoom because it is a bit of a nightmare if you have to like run from firm to firm <laughs> and not be late for your interview. And like, that's always a mess for people. But I, it would have to be like, because it is sort of this thing where everyone does like a huge number of interviews and the only reason it works is because everyone does it. They would all have to like, almost the law society would have to decide that it's gonna be on Zoom. Yeah, I my guess is it's on the table for future, which as I say, it, it who knows, we'll, we'll have another podcast. I will anyway, in another year's time and we'll <laughs> see, but <laughs> we'll bring you back Felicity to host it. Uh, <laughs> guest episode, I, I'd be a terrible guest for that. I didn't do the two hour recruit. <laughs> no, but you may be on the other end of things at some point we can have you um so how how did it go did, did you have some good ones some bad ones yeah it was it was good you know i i would say i had for the most part good ones um nothing really stands out as uh as a bad interview i, I can't say i left a single interview feeling uneasy about a firm or, or having like a drastic change uh in thought about sort of my my feelings towards that firm. Um, Are you just saying that so we won't make you gossip? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I honestly think that, um, you know, uh, maybe that's not a good thing, but, uh, but no one really sort of, no one, there was not a single firm where I went in feeling, yeah, I don't know, and then left being like wowed uh, and vice versa. 
uh, where I was, you know, really excited going in and, and left feeling sort of indifferent or, or unhappy about it. I think for the most part, the interviews went pretty well. Um, they were way more uh, sort of behavioral than I thought, you know, those like classic questions of like, tell me about a time you've had to deal with a different, a difficult colleague. Um, you know, cause everyone going into it always tells you, you know, know your resume and cover letter inside out. They're, they're primarily going to ask about that. And, and I had honestly some firms where there was very little talk about my experiences and then quite a bit of discussion about, you know, a time you failed. <laughs> and so <laughs> that was a bit of a surprise to me from what I've been told by upper years. But, but for the most part, the, I would say the interviews went, uh, went quite well. And, and like I said, honestly, they were fun. It's not me trying to uh, practice my in-firm answers, but uh, they were, you know, it, it's an exciting process. And, and I think you get out what you put into it. So if, if you treat them as a fun opportunity, then I think you're going to have fun. And, and if you sort of treat them as a, a dreadful part of law school, then you're probably not going to enjoy them as much. Yeah, that's good. I'll ask one more, Felicity, and then you get to go. Because okay. I had, I, I'll, otherwise I'll forget this, my old brain. <laughs> but did you make anyone laugh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. One of the recruiters talked about uh, how her young child was up at like, I don't know how, I can't even remember how we got on this topic about waking up early. And she was talking about how her, you know, young child gets up at like three and, and I made a joke about billable hours starting then. And, you know, there, there was lots of laughter. I'm just, that's how I treated these interviews as, as a chance to really showcase my comedy skills. So. <laughs> well, that's, this is a lighthearted podcast. So I had to ask that question. That was important to me. But. A lighthearted look at OCIs is, I got to say, not the common look at OCIs. So I um, I, now I've lost my question, my train of thought. Oh, sorry. Thanks, Richard. No, I'm kidding. Um, I think that's great, though. And I think that that little tidbit there that, like, you get it, what you put into it, and that, like, if you just approach it as fun, it's, like, not only going to be more fun, but probably actually going to go better. Um, I think that's true globally, like, across so many things in law school, like, your first exams and everything really so i think that's a good it is little nugget yeah where did you pick that up like why did you i mean everyone kind of goes into ocis telling you they're going to be horrendous the so worst experience did, of you your life to, yeah. <laughs> how, how did you come to this uh mindset? um honestly it came out of the the first year recruit so i, I got i got a first year interview uh which was a surprise to me because i did really quite badly in contracts and I was like, I got an interview, what's going on here? So I was like, the chance of me landing a job are pretty low. So, and then, uh, you know, with all due respect to the career center, I went to the career center and, and they gave me some advice that honestly just didn't work out. And uh, so I decided going into this uh, recruit that I was just going to, I don't know, have fun, relax, be myself, not worry too much about like nitty gritty details and just sort of, showcase and sell myself. I think that's that's really good that to, to keep in mind that like everyone will tell you what to do and like half of them are going to be right <laughs> or like even just <laughs> if the recruiter doesn't like that then like it's so opinion based and that's kind of I guess like it sounds like a bit paralyzing that like oh god then what do, how do I know what to do and I think the answer of like well I'm just going to do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> I think Look, like you get so much advice about every single firm and what every firm likes yeah. and doesn't like and then you sit down and the recruiter says okay you have 15 minutes before you can start asking me questions and everything goes out the window you know like 
I, I can't remember what people told me about Firmax. And, and so at that point, you know, you either try and like waste essentially cognitive resources, trying to remember every single thing you've been told, or you just say, you know what, like I'm going to be myself. And if the firm doesn't like who I am, then maybe I shouldn't work there. Um, and so that was really my, my high level thought going into, into the process. It's stressful enough. So don't try and be someone else. That, that to me is very perceptive. That actually applies in a lot of areas of law, not just <laughs> interviewing for firms as we are experiencing currently with uh, mooting. But, you know, it, it's, I, lawyers are very good at assessing whether people are being themselves or not, I think. And so the fact is, if you're not yourself, you'll probably be caught out by many anyway. Uh, and it's true in, in so many areas of law school and law life just be yourself is a, is a good piece of advice. Yeah, I agree. You don't want to work somewhere where you have to pretend to be whatever for your whole every day, day in and day out. <laughs> yeah, 20 years I have a, later. A, a question about, you said like, I can't remember what someone told me about firm X. Was there ever a point where you were like, what firm and like, what interview is this? <laughs> like with 12, like that's a lot of, it's a lot to keep track of. Um, I can't say there was a time where I, forgot uh like what firm i was with but i will say uh in a in a firm for an employment uh sorry in an interview for an employment firm i kept referring to the employment standards act as the employment services act um and I, when that interview ended i was like i don't think that's the name of the legislation uh i was like that's not the name of the legislation <laughs> So I was like, oh, I don't think I'm going to get this. But honestly, they called me back. So I, I can't, uh, I guess it's okay to sometimes make a mistake. But that was probably the worst moment where I was like, that's not what that legislation's called. That's a really good story. That That's funny too. That, I, so, and again, you know what? You're just being yourself. In the exactly. moment, it was the Employment <laughs> Services Act. <laughs> Maybe they were like, oh, there's a whole other statute yeah. we have to read. This kid. This yeah, kid, they, this they kid, could have been like, we haven't done our homework. Yeah. <laughs> this kid knows his stuff. We've been missing out on a whole <laughs> statutory regime. <laughs> uh, so the million dollar question, how many calls back? Can we ask that? Can we? Can uh, we can, two so far. If you don't uh, and then a few of the firms, uh, I'd say about five of the firms I interviewed at, uh, to my knowledge, no one's heard anything back from. So I, I think- they hated you all equally. I think they hated us. I think that's it. They just said, we're not even gonna email these kids. Like <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, U of T is up, I think today and tomorrow. So I, I'm thinking we might get a slot of emails on Friday or oh, over the weekend. Okay, I see. So they're, yeah, so they're waiting to, to do all the law schools and then may call back. Is that seems possible? It seems like that, yeah. yeah. And also for another little tidbit of high level context here, the way this works is that there's this like speed dating round and then usually like a, a period where they decide who they want to interview in firm. So you'll in real times in non COVID times, you go into every firm um, and have like a bit of a longer interview uh, with many less firms usually. So it's not unusual to go from 12 to like a single digit. That's pretty, that's, that's, common i think you can actually only do six in firms maximum so yeah i think the career center said you could do six but they don't recommend doing over four honestly i mean the amount of work that goes into preparing for ocis 
I couldn't try, I couldn't imagine trying to do school and prepare for six in-firm interviews because they're much more intent. Like they're no longer 17 minutes. We're talking about like an hour and a half, two hours of, of interviews. So, uh, I, I couldn't imagine preparing for more than honestly, even three. <laughs> yeah. I think that would be wise. So you did get called back by the Employment Services Act firm, right? How are, <laughs> yes. you, how are you going to handle that when you go back? The statute, the reference to the statute. Are you going to bring that up, or are you going to? I haven't decided if I'm going to bring it up. Um, you know, I'm definitely going to call it by its proper name <laughs> yeah. this time. It's um, <laughs> a start. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's say, a, yeah. I would say you wait. You wait for them to bring it up. Yeah. And then if yeah. they do, you make the joke. That's yes. my that's my two cents. Yeah. But then again, yeah. I'm like the career services department and half of what I say is nonsense. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna I think I'm I'm gonna wait. I'm hoping they don't bring it up. Um we'll so, see. <laughs> so uh Felicity, you can tell us. I don't know if Alex knows, but do you get the same people interviewing you in the when it's infirm as a, as it was with the OCIs or is it so different I actually, people? I don't know. I did oh. the, I did the one L recruit, not the two L and that only has an infirm component. Um, so it was, you sort of skip the speed dating round and honestly, thank God, cause I would be not so good at that. Um, do you know, Alex? I, I think you get, I would imagine you would get sort of the, the main recruiter again. Um, and me, I, I think it honestly depends on the firm. Apparently, like each firm does their own thing, and so I have uh, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> or well, you it, in all likelihood you'll definitely get more people. You may get the same person, but then also others, right? So yeah, okay. So is there anything then? I guess now that you've done the OCIs and as you're prepping for your infirms, is there anything that you're like, other than you know saying the correct statute names? Is there anything that you are going to change about what you did? Because you said you had so much fun. And I'm just wondering if, so do you approach it the exact same way? I think I'm going to approach it the same way. I would say, I, I can't really say there's a, a different approach that I'm going to take. I, I would say the, the interviews where I felt really good were the interviews that were more conversational. And I, and I think, trying to find, you know, you, I remember from the one L recruit, I got the names of my interviewers in advance. And I would imagine that this will be sort of somewhat similar in the second year recruit. And so maybe finding ways to like make my answers more conversational, uh, to have it as more of a dialogue, I think would be, would be good. I also think the questions you ask in the infirm stage are maybe a little bit different than when you have like two minutes to ask a question at the end of your your on-campus interview, so right. working on the questions. Again, here's another question for both of you, but obviously Alex can take the lead on this, but this is a generational thing. Will you, do you, going into it, so if you know the names of who it is, you're gonna, will you Google them and will they Google you, do you think? <laughs> I would expect they would Google me. Um, I do Google my interviewers. Uh, you know, I, I look at their firm profile. Sometimes it's a little sparse on details. So then, you know, I'll see if they've talked uh, on anything, uh, if, what, if they've published anything. Uh, I'll take a peek at their LinkedIn as well to see if they're involved in any like clubs or uh, things that I've done at Osgood. Uh, it's usually a good conversation starter. So that's really the extent of my 
searching. I don't, I don't search too far and wide. Usually between LinkedIn and the firm website, you have more than enough to go on. Right. Do they, sorry, go ahead, Felicity. Yeah. So I, I, Richard and I have talked about this. I think that they Google you. And so I always do the, I Google myself just to see like what's <laughs> going to come up. Um, and I, I knew of, I was in my infirms interviewed by four people on the first day and I only knew in advance two of them. Um, so I did like a, a very brief look, but I think the great thing about lawyers when you're interviewing with them is they love to talk about themselves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you can always just ask and they like, that I think is a good way to make it more conversational is to say like, this is what I understand about your practice, but I would love to hear like your favorite part of it. Um, and I think that's sort of kills many birds with one stone. <laughs> and, oh, and the other thing, do they team up or try to team up with uh, some of the lawyers will be from Osgood or from the school that the interviewee belongs to so that there's some common ground you could talk about the law school? Do you know if that, that occurs? All of my, my... understanding. Yeah, sorry, go no, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. My understanding is it's like a committee, and so they, those are the people who interview. Sort of, Everybody. they're involved with interviewing everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all of my interviewers in OCI's, except for the recruiters, all were from Osgood, uh, and I would imagine it might change it up for for the infirm stage. Yeah. Ah, well, we're we're. Uh... We are getting close to time. We have a rule that we always have to end on a good note. You've already told, you told a little humorous story. We need, uh, can we, one more? One more for- More humorous story. Um, trying to think of another humorous moment in the OCI process. Um, the truth comes out. It wasn't actually as fun as he said. <laughs> <laughs> He's struggling. <laughs> I would say uh, on my first day, uh, I, yeah, on my first day, I finished my, my interviews uh, and I was like, okay, this is good. I'm gonna relax. I'm gonna order pizza, I'm gonna relax. And one of my friends in, in 3L was like, how was it? And I told her all about it. And she goes, have you prepared the emails? And I was like, the what mails, the, the what? And she's like, you gotta send emails. And I was like, about what? She's like, what you talked about, like what? And I was like, do they read them? Like, is, is this like a thing? Like, she's like, yeah, you got to send the emails or they're going to like not think you're interested. And I was like, but I, t I said in the interview, I was interested. <laughs> right. what more she's like, you got to send the stupid emails. So I spent my, my roommates were eating pizza and I was sitting there with my pizza, looking at me getting cold while I was drafting these emails. And, and I was like, I don't know what. So I, I think, I mean, the process is, is pretty, funny the way people talk about it like from how you answer the initial how are you question you know like you got to be like oh i'm good busy but good you know like i'm just like people spend so much time thinking about their like image and and stuff i guess the emails are part of it but honestly i i think that, you know you just gotta like relax and, and be yourself <laughs> in these interviews because it the more you try and game it, like I did a bunch of mock interviews and people were like, yeah, that's a good answer, but make sure you include like this specific word. And I'm like, if they, that specific word, like, I don't even know what that <laughs> word means. I have to like, like <laughs> and you want me to use it in a sentence? <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, the emails, the emails are funny. Wow, um, that was excellent. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, have, I also have a pretty funny interview story, but I, 
don't know if we're if we're, is it going to push us over time. No, Felicity, we always allow you to. <laughs> always, yeah. I, I am in control here. I had so kind of like a similar thing. Someone gave me some some advice uh, that after the second day of infirms, they were like, just like go to the movies. And I was like obsessively refreshing my phone to be like, are they gonna invite me to brunch? Like I was like so obsessed, couldn't do it. And my phone was broken. So it couldn't be turned back on once it was turned off. And my friend took my phone, turned it off and made me go to a movie. <laughs> and then I got out of the movie and like three hours before the partner had emailed me being like, hey, can, oh. can we call you? <laughs> I was like, I was promised that the movie would be fine. And so I called back and was like, sorry, I was at the gym. Oh, right. <laughs> it was totally fine, but I was lied to. Oh, yeah. It is classic. It's for the overthinking that goes on. I You could easily start another rumor by saying, uh, I don't recommend this, Alex, but you could say to the next year's class, you got to send two emails, one right away. And then you got to wait another day. <laughs> Whatever you some say, the, people will fall. Yeah, that, honestly, that's how I feel about some of the advice. You know, what was another piece of advice that I got that I was told, like, you know, plan out your, like, infirm and OCI outfit in advance so that you don't, like, wear the same tie. And I was like, the, it's like they're seeing, like, how many, like, yeah. 300 people remember. through the, like, they're not going to remember I was wearing a blue tie. <laughs> But I did. I have a different tie for inference. Right. So. Just, just in case. We're <laughs> uh, safe. Yeah. Well, we may have to have you back after the uh, the infirm interviews. However, however tie they... up this conversation. Yeah. Oh, yeah there well, we go. <laughs> and I will we'll just make an observation of what he's wearing now and see if it's the same. Uh oh. Uh oh. It'll be different. <laughs> uh, uh, All right. Thank you for candidly sharing your interview experience with us, Alex. No problem. Yes. Thanks for having me. I think you're, you're bound to have helped some people down the road in the future. It's great. Yes. Thanks. Yes.